Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, 5G, the next generation of wireless networking technology, is coming at us. But is it safe? This cumulative radiation that's around us in our Wi-Fi tech and all this other stuff and in the Internet of Things, it will be drastically increased with 5G, at least 10 times more non-ionizing radiation than we now have. This podcast is brought to you by Canada's decontamination specialists, crime and trauma scene cleaners. Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners is committed to helping people when tragedy strikes. Their objective is to restore safety to an environment in the most professional and discreet manner possible. To contact Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners, visit crimescenecleaners.ca. Call 1-866-724-0800, 1-866-724-0800, or email them at info at crimescenecleaners.ca Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett Pursuing the truth wherever it leads Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday, another beautiful day in paradise. Monday night here we had torrential rain, and as we drove up the mountain road to our house, uh, the roads not great at the best of times, suddenly turned into wild rivers. And then Tuesday morning, about 4 a.m., the mighty Aphrodite woke up to what she described as a crumbling sound. We discovered we had experienced a small earthquake, about a 3.4 on the Richter scale, centered just west of Kalamata. No injuries, no damage, thank God. Activist documentary filmmaker Matt Landman is here to discuss 5G and the dangers of non-ionizing radiation. In 2018, there was a lot of excitement in the air when several telecommunications companies came forward with their plan to adopt 5G for the future. But some of the recent findings related to the real-world implementation of 5G technology has not been generating the right kind of hype. There are even moratoriums out there signed by qualified scientists and doctors in regard to the rollout of 5G technology. So why does 5G experience such friction, even when it's not operational yet? Well, let's find out. Matt Landman grew up on the East Coast and relocated to California in 2003, where he worked in finance and studied film at California State University of Humboldt and earned a master's degree in business administration with a focus in strategic sustainability in 2010. After various careers in business and finance, Matt left the corporate world to be an organic farmer where he inadvertently began his career as an activist. Working outdoors and dependent upon the elements, Matt witnessed weather engineering in Northern California as the region suffered from an historic and catastrophic drought. The realization that the weather was being manipulated via atmospheric aerosol dispersal changed Matt's life forever as he inevitably decided to devote his existence to exposing the hidden agenda. In June of 2017, Matt released the groundbreaking documentary Frankenskies and recently hosted the third annual Global Summit 
to stop geoengineering in Tucson, which is a fitting location considering the new public launch of solar geoengineering chemtrails as a solution to global warming in Tucson in 2018. But now, Matt is focusing his full attention on 5G. Matt Landman, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Terrific, thank you. All things considered, (laughs) we've got 5G coming at us like a freight train. For those not familiar, what is the, first of all, the designation 5G as opposed to 4G, 3G, 2G? What does it mean? Okay, well, that's kind of a loaded question, but I'm priding myself in my ability to simplify all of this. The 4G and the 3G were these um, newer technologies. So faster download speeds from 2G to 3G, 3G to 4G. It was all utilizing similar technology. But now we're moving into a new era of technology, which is 5G. So the jump from 4G or 4G LTE, they call it, which stands for long-term evolution, which basically means it can be equipped to become 5G. The jump from 4G to 5G is nothing like we've ever experienced. And what it means is this invisible world of radiation that we're surrounding ourselves with smart meters bluetooth wi-fi smartphones i mean the internet of things baby diapers and refrigerators and smart cars and all this stuff eventually there comes a time where we need to learn about this invisible soup of radiation that we're surrounding ourselves in and so the jump to 5g is a whole new age of that soup basically the radiation is changing and and i'm happy to get deep into it but but basically it's it's the progression of the cell phone technology and it means faster download speeds but a lot of people don't know it's actually a whole new uh, wave of technology you mentioned the internet of things and that's what the 5g really is all about right so that you mentioned your refrigerator your refrigerator will now be able to text you and tell you you're out of butter and eggs uh your suitcases now you can track them Uh, they'll speak to the airport and so on and so forth. So the 5G is about the Internet of Things. But what does that mean in terms of, uh, let's say, uh, uh, well, non-ionizing radiation? How much of a step up will it be from 4G or 3G? Great question. And for those that don't know, non-ionizing radiation was first really researched after Chernobyl, the nuclear meltdown over in uh, Russia or whatever, you know. And so over there, this this era of people came and nature, you know, animals and plants and what have you, that were mutated, that were being impacted by radiation that was non-heating. And so at this time, the World Health Organization said, oh, I guess non-heating radiation can actually be cumulative and cause harm, just like how a tuna bioaccumulates mercury. You know, it's the same. We can bioaccumulate radiation and later on get leukemia. And oh, where did that come from? Oh, you were living next to a nuclear power plant or a cell phone tower or whatever it may be. So, which is actually interesting at that time, the EPA was warned in the United States, the Environmental Protection Agency, and they started accounting for non ionizing radiation. And at that exact time, the FCC came in and said, no, we're going to be in charge of that. Don't worry. We'll be in charge of non-ionizing radiation. And so this cumulative radiation that's around us in our Wi-Fi tech and all this other stuff and in the Internet of Things 
it will be drastically increased with 5G. I'm just going to dive in since it's yes. a short show. And to answer your question, at least 10 times more non-ionizing radiation than we now have for those that are like living next to a cell tower. So the new, so to simplify the 5G, it means a cell tower every 500 feet. And those cell towers will be emitting between 10 and 100 times more radiation than present. So let's just keep it simple and say 10 times, okay? So, I mean, let's just keep it less crazy, you know, so I can't be questioned or what have you because, you know, everyone wants the facts to be perfect. And I can't tell you right now because 5G is not even here. But this is what the, the research says. The research says that, that 5G, and I'll get into the size of the wavelength, and that's what's really important because the technology is this new spectrum, essentially, that cannot go very far. It's actually pretty primitive technology in terms of carrying data. We, we have d data carrying waves. Um, so, so what 5G is, is it's a cell tower every 500 to 1,000 feet everywhere, neighborhoods, out front of schools, to propagate this new wave, which is very small. It's actually a wavelength of one millimeter. And I'll get to that. But essentially, it means that you may have a cell tower on the light post out front of your home, on these right-of-ways that are basically like sidewalks and like city property and what have you. And they're, they're around 30 feet from your bedroom window in most cases, unless you have like a big yard and what have you. So a, a cell tower will be about 30 feet from your bedroom window, maybe, that emits 10 times more radiation than current cell towers. So if you don't want to live next to a cell tower now, you don't like 5G, period. So that's really what it is. Right. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty really quick. So I had to go to a library and really discern. There's so much disinformation out there. And I see this era that we live in as an opportunity for the cultivation of discernment. Essentially, we have to start trusting our guts. I mean, this Google search terms aren't even the same that they were a couple of years ago. I do research on Coca-Cola and I find Coca-Cola funded research that says Coca-Cola is more hydrating than water because, <laughs> you know, it's just... Either way, this is fact. This is fact. The, the, the truth has been flipped on its head. Oh, yes. You're just coming into this world and you're 18 or something like that. How are you to know? You really have to learn how to cultivate your intuition and trust your gut. So I went to the library and I still found some propaganda, but I found some, some amazing information just like the olden days, you know, where I, I looked it up and I, and, I, and I asked the librarian, well, what about this and this and that? And I learned about radio waves, which everyone should know about radio waves. We grow up through this indoctrination process. We don't learn about these things that we're surrounded with. So if you don't mind, I'll break this down and then we can, I'll pass it on to you because this is just really important for this day and age that we live in. Right. We need to talk about that. You mentioned that one millimeter carrier wave. Exactly. Which is the very end of the radio wave spectrum. So radio waves are all around us and they actually travel at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. And the size of their wavelength really matters. The very largest wavelength size is 1,000 feet, and that's what AM radio waves carry information on. And they go through us, go through everything, and they're harmless. Because we don't live right next to the source of the, essentially it's light, but it's because of its wavelength, it's, it's, we don't see it. So we don't live right next to the tower, so it doesn't impact us. But either way, there's 1,000 foot waves that travel, and they're AM, AM carrier waves. FM carrier waves, FM radio, are 10 feet all the way down to smaller microwaves that we carry Wi-Fi on and that are essentially, they, they modulate different sizes, but they're about an inch and they're still not that bad for us because of their size. But at the very, very end of the radio wave spectrum is 5G and it's one millimeter in wavelength. So to give you a reference point, especially for the Americans listening, a millimeter is 
because you're not metric and what have you. A millimeter is um, the width of a penny. A penny is one and a half millimeters thick. So, so this wavelength that is this small now, a one millimeter in wavelength, it's pretty primitive. It's actually, sorry to be fear-based or anything, because I'm not that. I'm solution-oriented and, and all these things and hope and everything. But this technology was created as a weapon. And then it was put into the airport scanners as a TSA body scanner because you can create a map when you have a one millimeter size wave hitting the human to um, that absorbs. So this this one millimeter size wave, based on its properties, because of the size of it, it absorbs just below our skin. And the military created it as what they call an active denial system, where they could pulse this or propagate this millimeter size wave and tune it to the perfect size that it would burn the um, human skin. For crowd so control, of, right, for crowd control. control. Exactly. So now we have it on this spectrum that is, is 5G, but it needs something pushing it around. The wave needs to be propagated. Like, so basically, we need Wi-Fi routers everywhere. And so that's what the Internet of Things is. The cell phones will actually be now little routers, not like not like 4G, 3G or anything we're ever used to. The cell phone will now be actually propagating this one millimeter size wave. Very dangerous if you ever want to have kids or get good sleep or anything like that, because essentially the biggest danger of the 5G, and I know this sounds harmless, but because of the size of the waves and all this research that's that's there, it's amazing that it's there. It's, this isn't chemtrails anymore, right? For me, my activism has shifted into information that's readily available and research that's been there since the 70s. I mean, Navy research out of Russia, even, I mean, our government has done a lot of research and this technology when the wave gets this small is very dangerous. One of the biggest reasons is it is absorbed into our bodies as if we think it's bright light. So it throws off our our endocrine system, our circadian rhythm, all these things, our, our melatonin levels, our, all these things in our body, this chemistry is completely thrown, out, thrown off when we're in this, this radiation. And then the radiation builds up and what have you. So that's, that's 5G in a nutshell. Sorry for right. No, no, no. That's, that was very succinct. So one millimeter, uh, this carrier wave, you say it's military grade. It's used in the airport. So essentially we will be, it, it will be like living in a uh, in an airport where we're being scanned 24/7 exactly it's that same technology and i was just even recently in an airport where i always opt out because i have that right because if i don't want to be radiated or maybe i have a pacemaker or whatever for whatever reason i have the right to say no i don't want to go through that technology i don't want to be inside of uh a microwave, essentially. It's basically like stepping inside of a microwave for a couple seconds. Literally, you're going inside that box that you're supposed to step away from in your house, which I hope you don't have one because if you do, you're just killing your food. But that's another story. So, yes, it, that, the answer is yes. And that's the, the most frightening thing. And so I've, I've asked that question, actually, to, to city hall officials. Um, when I was living in Arizona, I went to the Sedona City Hall. When I was living in California, I went to different um, communities, Marin County, Board of Supervisors, uh, the city of Fairfax, the city of Larchspur, the city of Danville. And I asked that question. I say, how can we be subjected to this if we have the right to opt out at the airport? It's just that simple. This is, this is hu human experimental research trials without consent. Like I should at least be signing something. 
You right, know right, I mean? right. Informed consent. Now, what what were you were you met with blank stares by the Danville Council? Uh, well, Danville in particular, when I went, that was a a, a long situation. They had just been b- very brave and stood up, and the mayor had said, "We're not letting this into our city. We uh-huh. can't." Blah blah blah. And then Verizon slapped them with the lawsuit and sent a, a Verizon representative. And then when when it came time to give our 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 um, testimony or what have you, I I spoke. I gave my three minutes. Immediately afterwards, this Verizon rep went and was like totally dissing what I had to say. And he was like, "The FCC is in charge here." And he even uh, made this this loose threat that told the city that this it told the city you don't want unintended consequences. Is what Verizon, this telecom giant, told the city of Danville. So they backed down. Like these cities, they're not. It's it's like this. You're you're a mayor of some little community. You know what do you do with your time? You're putting in sidewalks. Like like maybe there's some little scandal or something. Like it's nothing like you're determining the future of your community's health with radiating them and maybe getting sued by the telecom agencies and making the headlines globally if you stand up to them. It's a big deal. And these people are pretty like I've been I've been getting pretty good at looking at people and sizing them up and determining if I want to hand them a chemtrail flyer is really my <laughs> life because of my you know, and it's like I have the film Franken Skies. And at first I thought I'd wake up the world, you know, one flyer at a time. But then I saw the flyers in the trash and people, you know, said rude things. And I started thinking, well, maybe I just want to find the people who might actually watch the movie. Let's do that first. So I really started looking deep in people. And these mayors, I can look deep in them. And I'm like, man, they got to office by being kind of like, you know, like, I mean, maybe some Compliant, compliant. Yeah. And, and I know there's some mayors out there that probably have the balls, sorry to be like that, or the the cojones or whatever this phrase is, the the mozzi, the, you know, the mm-hmm. loyalty to humanity, the honor, the integrity to actually stand up. But it, at where it is right now, it's like, oh, well, you know, next November, like a year and a couple months, and they'll be out of there anyways. So most of these mayors are basically just pushing the envelope. Maybe they're even taking the envelope, if you know what I'm saying. But either way, they're just like passing the buck to the next one. And and maybe, hopefully, if anyone's listening and you think you can run for mayor or you know someone that could actually win in your community, this next uh, tenureship or whatever, for people getting elected in the local office, you know, I know in Canada it's it's, it's your um, uh, member of parliament, right, parliament, right. parliament, your MP, right? So, like, get that next MP in there that's cool. This is the time. This is the time. And what I mean by cool is they'll listen to what the people have to say about their neighborhoods and whether or not they consent to being experimented on with this radiation that some communities are actually saying no to, right? Like, that's what's what's really important here is there are small victories, and those communities are the ones that are actually, like, listening to the people or the activists have made a big enough fuss or maybe the community members are like, oh, well, I don't really want a cell tower on my doorstep either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like right. The, where, where the telecom giants live outside of Silicon Valley, like where all of the rich, you know, the people who work at these companies that produce this, this equipment for us to walk around with, these weapons essentially, sorry, um, which I've, got, I've reverted back to, I, I, I have these meters. I recommend getting a, wife, a, a meter, sorry, an EMF radiation meter Get one for cheap, get one for expensive, 
it doesn't matter. Just start somewhere and start to learn about what you're surrounded with already because it's cumulative. It's a cumulative radiation. So if we're going to increase these levels, we should start learning about it now so that we can mitigate these exposures and live happier and healthier lives. Like right, I've, right. I've, I've literally gone back to an older phone that works just fine, that doesn't make much radiation, only when it's in use, you know, it's, and it's less. I've got, I've got a wire going to my computer now. I've got wired internet. I don't do the Bluetooth. You know, and I've learned, I've learned a lot about all of this just through, well, my experience is I, I lived right on the other side of a smart meter when I was making my film Frankenskies. And I'm sleeping and working a few feet from a smart meter. And after a few months, I became a slightly electrical sensitive and I started having really bad heart aches around EMF. If I go to a coffee shop for like over an hour, my heart starts to hurt. You know, I, I am sensitive, not as bad as some, but it, but it did happen. So, right. yeah. What, what's going to happen or when are they supposed to sort of switch this on officially? So the propaganda, and I'm glad you asked, and I'll, I'll keep giving you opportunity to ask questions. Um, and thank you. So the, the propaganda out there that is very fear-based, it wants you to think that it's over. You can't fight it. The infrastructure is already in, and we've actually launched 20,000 5G satellites, which are going to be radiating you from afar. So no worries. You can't fight this thing. First off, that satellite thing is complete propaganda. Either they need a cell tower every 500 feet, or they can do it from satellites. One or the other. The, the technology of the one millimeter sized carrier wave, it, can't, it, it absorbs in the clouds. It can't go, it can't go far. It just can't. It's the tech. You know, that's why the body scanner, if you're standing not right next to the body scanner, you're supposedly not getting completely radiated. You know, let's, let's right. just talk about that. But either way, um, they, they say it's coming soon, but it can't. It needs such developed infrastructure. They're, I mean, it's going to take one city at a time. And the more that we stand up and say, hey, wait, let's just wait and see. Precautionary principle. You know, how come Brussels said no? Let's talk about this. You know, my children are at risk, all these things. The more that we can, like, step in. And what I was babbling about earlier is Mill Valley, California, where all these rich executives for these telecom agencies, what have you, they banned it from their neighborhoods. So <laughs> they're saying no. Right. Some, are, some are saying no. So I think we have time. But um, supposedly Arizona is the first state to go 5G statewide, and they want to do that by the end of 2020. So I think in a couple years we'll really be seeing this everywhere but some cities like sacramento downtown and in california what have you some cities are really rolling it out so it's really a city by city basis but it, it takes a lot of infrastructure and it will require everyone's phones being on 5g and then it'll be part of that system of the iot internet of things so have there been epidemiological studies on this type of non-ionizing radiation do we i mean when you go before these city councils are you able to cite health reports and so forth so first off i'm just a pretty normal dude that made a movie about chemtrails and is and is upset about all this other stuff you know fluoride and vaccines and you know the the attack on truth so when i get up there i try to keep it pretty simple and i've got a pretty amazing three minutes and i do cite some stuff but the best part about it is I'm not alone. I'm the youngest one in the room, first of all, and I'm up there with Harvard doctors and all these amazing people that are, yeah, there's so much research, it's not even funny. That's the thing. 
it's like for the chemtrails, I'm telling people, okay, look at this document. Please watch my movie. Please look at the skies and, you know, all these things. The, the research on 9 on, on this. Okay, so on my website, actualactivists, plural, actualactivists.com, I used to have it broken down into just a few topics, chemtrails, fluoride, um, GMO, and um, chemtrails, fluoride, GMO, and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. But either way, I, I added 5G, um, vaccines, of course. So I added 5G, so there's a tab at the top of the page at actualactivist.com. Okay. There's a tab, there's a tab for 5G. And if you click on 5G, it's there's a, there's so much information. And I just threw that together the, the other day because I was staring at such a library of information and I'm blocked on some of my social media right now for basically no reason for a quote. And I, I, the information is there. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. So I, I encourage people to take a look. But the National Institute of Health has done a lot of research. I mean, I have a... I mean... <laughs> It's, it, it's incredible because the, the state of New Hampshire, they're asking all these questions and they line it all up and they say, how come the, the radiation, radio frequency levels in all these other countries are a hundred times lower than ours or ours are a hundred times higher than their radio frequency, radiation uh, exposure limit levels. You know, there's a lot of big questions that we need to ask. And really, if you look at how the telecom agencies, they've got more money than big pharma. Okay, I mean, like, we can't just say, like, my, I had this mentor, Canadian, my friend, James, and he always said, you can't be half pregnant with the truth, okay? Either you're pregnant, you're excited, and you're having your kid, or you're not. It's one or the other, right? You don't, it's not like you're going to be this, you can't just have this frequency of truth and pick and choose, all right? right. So we know, we know big pharma and, and, and all these things. We come to these realizations, however our path dictates it. You know, for me, I, I mean, my story is whatever. There's, I have a story for everything. But either way, we know all these truths. We come into it. So how can we think that Big Pharma is, is not looking out for our best interests and so-and-so not looking out? But the telecom agency, oh, no. It's because our ego gets in the way and we love our smartphone. Yes, how yes. did they do that to us? It's a depopulation agenda, it looks like. This one millimeter size wave, it absorbs into our bodies. The other waves go right through. They go right through walls. They go right through everything. It makes sense to be a carrier wave for data, to text your friends and family, whatever, send photos or do whatever you like to do on the internet. That all is cool. I'm not against technology. I'm, I, I, I kind of love it. You know, I post on my Facebook and I do my things, but I'm not exposing myself to radiation anymore. More of my conversation with Matt Landman on 5G when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you're going to want to check out my brand new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet Shop. There's an exclusive line of men and women's classic tees with a very cool design. It's a limited run and a limited time offer, a special price of $21 US. That lasts only until August the 19th. There are also mugs, tote bags, and stickers. Go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and find the Strange Planet Shop button at the bottom of the page. The Strange Planet Shop at strangeplanet.ca. It's a strange planet. Wear the shirt. Take the journey. 
theoretical physicists say that there is as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Activist, documentary filmmaker Matt Landman is here discussing the dangers of 5G wireless mobile networking technology. I just wanted to get back to uh, these studies because I remember reading, for example, uh, when they were talking about, this was back in the days when they were first really pushing wireless uh, internet and uh, the European Parliament banned wireless internet in the schools. Uh, this is going back, what, maybe 10, 12 years ago. So they seem to be sort of uh, further ahead uh, in terms of health, you know, being cautious and, and health concerns over in Europe. Uh, so what are they doing with 5G in Europe? Well, there's some places where they're just being rolled over because there's not that level of awareness. People don't I mean, I, I had to become basically a meteorologist for the chemtrail thing, and now I'm basically having to become an electrical engineer to be able to understand all this stuff. Not everybody's there, and they trust the people in the white coats or the people that they elected or, or whatever. So some communities are fighting it. I know in Spain there's a huge fight. They did a five-mile or five-kilometer-long wall of people holding hands against 5G. Brussels said, no, we're not letting it into our city. No 5G. There's been experiments that, and birds have dropped dead from the sky. Some places they're just rolling it in and they're putting the towers in and if people fight, then they have to take pause. And as far as the research, um, I, there's literally, there's a list of unbelievable research studies. The National Institute of Health, they did a research study on utility workers committing suicide and they couldn't figure out why there was this statistical anomaly and they did a, a random sample case study 10 percent while they followed them in this short duration committed suicide 10 percent of these utility workers hmm. essentially they were installing these cell phone power these cell phone panels pardon me and they were around this emf radiation so much that their circadian rhythm their biological clock everything was being thrown off so bad that they could never produce serotonin melatonin they're getting so depressed to the degree that they were killing themselves at the rate of 10 percent out of a random sample study okay national institute of health that's an incredible study that alone should make you take pause and be like i don't want a cell tower out front of my child's bedroom window right okay. right what, what's the what's the suicide rate for the general population no, that's a great question. I mean, it's less got than, less uh, than one percent. Less, less than one percent. Wow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could look it up in like two seconds, but I could tell you it's it's less. Than one. Now, in these places where they've already rolled it out and they're doing like a test uh, run in certain locations, you mentioned suicide, which is uh, this is absolutely horrific. But what other kind of symptoms are people? Reporting, I, like for example, I I think there's a in the United Kingdom somewhere. Uh, there's a community, and they've installed the the towers on top of the 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 light standards. Uh, and I've heard people talking about you know nosebleeds and these sorts of things. What are you hearing? And yes, that that is absurd. So in the United States, there's about thirteen suicides per one hundred thousand people. 
um, which is the highest rate in 28 years. So let's just say there's one per 10,000 people. So that's a very, 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 very small percentage. It's point, it's, I think it's 0.1%. And to answer your questions, your question, so first of all, LED lights are really bad. These street lamps that are coming in and putting in LED, there's, it's, it's a complete hijack of our, of our consciousness, the way that I see it. I mean, it's, it's our health, yeah, but it's also like our health as spiritual beings. And, and when light, it's invisible light and physical light is being manipulated, I can't help but question, you know, these are, we're light. I mean, I, it gets kind of esoteric, but it's, I start to wonder, why are they attacking the sunsets with the chemtrails? Why are they attacking the full moons? With the chemtrails why are they bringing out these led light and these compact fluorescent bulbs those twirly bulb compact fluorescent sorry cfl lights those those things are full of mercury they break in your room in your house and you're supposed to run out of there and not get mercury poisoning because of the air but also they pulse like twenty thousand times per second that's why they're energy efficient because they're on and off on and off and that flicker rate puts you into a trance but also the blue light coming off of it yes it, it gets back to this disruption of circadian rhythm and understanding the the light, basically. So we have this light spectrum where we can see light. And the larger wave is red. The larger wavelength is red. And just bigger than that, a light, slightly larger wavelength than red is infrared. And it's out of our visual perspective because we can't see it because of its wavelength size. But infrared light is there. On the other end of the color spectrum is ultraviolet which we cannot see because it's really small a little larger is blue light and violet light and we can we can see these but ultraviolet's invisible to us it's just out of our perspective but but it's there it's harmful to us essentially i mean some, some of it's good but over the long term in our eyes or what have you right causes same, cataracts yeah and it and our bodies are on this cycle, this biological rhythm. It's very important, actually, called the circadian rhythm. It's set to the tune of the Earth, which is the Schumann's resonance, which is actually 7.84 hertz, I believe. So either way, we're at this perfect rhythm. We're beings of rhythm, and we're, we're beings of light rhythm because of the progression of the sun and the moon, and our bodies know what time of day it is, and it's exactly 1 a.m. when it's dark out, our bodies produce different chemicals. We're very tuned in. It's, it's amazing. But if our body thinks it's bright light all the time, it totally messes us up. So sleeping next to a Wi-Fi router, sleeping next to your phone being on, staring at your phone right before you go to bed if you don't have a blue light filter. Right? You get a blue light filter on your devices and you sleep better. It's very tangible and, re and realistic and right there and you can feel it. You sleep better. It's unreal. you know. So it's, it's real, actually. It's just surprising that it's so obvious. So blue light coming off of these LED lamps in it of itself is really bad. I was getting horrible sleep and getting depressed. I didn't know why. I had this LED street lamp that had been put in, installed out front of my house in Arcata, California. Even though I had um, curtains, the light was coming in like it was morning. So my body kept thinking it was about 6 a.m. the whole night. And one night I woke up and I was like, oh man, time to get up, huh? And I looked out and it was that bright LED lamp and then I saw, you know, one of my friends sent me something on LED and I learned it's bad. It's predatory. It's actually criminal. Hmm. Like, so that in and of itself is causing people to get sick and headaches and cancer and, and nosebleeds. And then, yeah, they're putting, they're putting that out and then they're putting the 5G on top of it and they're, they're testing it. They're testing it in conjunction with the smart meters. That smart meter on your home, it's not just, you know, it's bad. 
sorry. So if you were to look ahead, and, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but making a prediction about what the what the um, effect is going to be on on our on our health. I mean, globally, if this goes through and we are swimming in this electronic smog. Uh, what 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 is going to happen in let's say five ten years to so let's say I don't know brain cancer rates these sorts of things according to the studies what you've read about so I, and I'm I'm not I'd like to be more optimistic because I'm working on a clothing line to bring some protection and I've I've went to Asia and I've done a lot of research to figure out because some places on Earth are actually protecting themselves and saying no to five G Israel who who is behind the technology that came up. To, that created 5G. Israel is saying no to 5G. They also protect themselves with protective clothing lined with silver from 4G and Wi-Fi. So they're in the know. And that material exists. So I'm actually creating a clothing line to to hopefully finally protect pregnant women and newborns. Because yes, cancer rates will go on the rise and all these cumulative problems. But the way I see it, the biggest, absolute biggest problem we're going to face is fertility. These women with these smartphones in the in their in their back pocket, or even in anywhere near the, your reproductive organs, once it's 5G, this absorbing millimeter wave, which is not the tech that that we're working with now, and it's also your phone becomes a cell tower. It propagates the wave. It doesn't just receive the signal and whatever. It's like getting someone's text from down the street and helping it go because it can't go far, right? It, it is a sterilization agenda from what I can gather. It makes sperm swim in circles and it makes uh, women's eggs completely basically die. So maybe they'll be able to have one more generation of children. So I see the problem being a little further out, the biggest problem. Like childhood leukemia and all these things will go on the rise. All these things are already on the rise. All these autism and all this stuff and nobody's even asking these questions of this invisible radiation in the room. Right. These, I mean, when I see a pregnant woman and I'm sorry to be harsh, when I see a pregnant woman that has their belly out and then they have like their iPad or their phone right on their belly, it's it's bad. It's it's near criminal. But because they're, it's ignorance, it's like I can't. It's hard. It's really hard. Right. So. So, yeah, the the clothing line called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, which is Latin for hope, because I'm trying to bring some hope to have the next generation be able to have kids. I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can bring this clothing line to, for the. And, and get some awareness. Tell me about the, the GoFundMe campaign for that. You're trying to raise money to launch it. You have a GoFundMe yeah. campaign. Thanks. And and I was and I was getting there. And I don't want to to talk about the GoFundMe campaign on the edge of this fear thing. But here's here's what I see. I see children being born now. The girl children are not going to be able to have babies because if they're born in a 5G environment, their little little eggs when they're little they're going to be totally messed up by this little, little wave because the wave is so little. Even when they're like a fetus and they're developing in their mom's womb and 5G is active. So in a couple years, we're basically going to start having kids that won't be able to have kids. And to me, it's this big push on transhumanism and all this other stuff because that will be the generation that they target and say, well, you should try to live forever then to save humanity. And they'll convince them you know, to upgrade their bodies and have these like cloned, like it's just, it's so slippery slope when you start looking at this Elon Musk, Neuralink and all these, it's, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope. They expect people to believe this 
we're going to go to Mars, but just get upgraded and we'll put a chip in your head and all these things. And, and they already told us in Total Recall that nobody's going to Mars and that they're just going to get chips in their head and go on this adventure. But we'll see. Hopefully we can wake up everyone first and, and not have to live this weird science fiction movie. So the GoFundMe campaign that, that I'm 75% there after six months and like 170 donations, we're doing, it's amazing. I'm very proud of the progress and I've done so many prototypes on protective hats and protective maternity aprons and baby blankets and a cell phone pouch that just kills your phone. No radiation, no nothing for when you're sleeping or out in nature, what have you, making hooded sweatshirts, t-shirts, a lot of stuff. It's, it's really, really exciting. Sparrow Protection Clothing is the name and that website will be up in about a month i'm going to coincide it with i'm going to be going on coast to coast am which is a pretty big radio show in uh, mid-september september 19th so i'm really just going to try to get the website together and be able to at least be selling the cell phone pouches and the hats and then eventually bring it to the maternity where i have these belly bands what have you the the gofundme is gofundme.com slash protection clothing because that's what it is it's protection clothing it started off with this copper fabric. It's evolved so much. There's actually a lot of countries and people out there protecting themselves. In China, it's a really big business because hmm. they first had the one child law and now they have a lot of tech and AI and all this. And there's multiple companies out there that have maternity aprons. I even saw in a, in a few places that it's a law in China that they have to wear the maternity aprons that are silver fabric to protect the newborn because they're they're socialist republic. They don't want their children becoming like autistic and born into the system. Like here, we want that because they're a product. But right, over there, right. they'd rather have them informed. And so I'm I'm basically taking this knowledge from Israel, China, Japan, Korea, countries that are already in the know, primarily in the East. I'm trying to bring it to the West, and I hope that it will be so successful that other companies come in and copy and put me out of business for all <laughs> I care, as long as the consciousness is aware that A, we need to be protected, and B, we can protect ourselves, and that there is, there's, there's all this tech out there for protection, and we need it, especially for our, our, our hearts, our brains, and our reproductive organs. There you go. Matt, uh, give us another website. We've got, uh, of course, we've got, Fra oh, Frankenskies the movie. That's still available online, is it? Yeah, like usually I would be talking about just chemtrails. So there's an agenda to dim the sky and it's become public and we're supposed to just be okay with it because we've been fear-mongered into thinking that global warming is our fault and that you know if they try to fix the problem then then they're saints but really this hegelian dialectic comes full circle yet again to to trick us into thinking that they're working in our best interest but they're not they haven't been and in every single sector they are not it's just that's it you know and sorry to even use the word they because people don't like that word but frankenskies is available it's a chronological historical documentary starts off in the 1920s shows weather modification history from the 1920s all the way till the film when it was conceived in, in 2017 two years ago please if you haven't seen it it's available online frankenskiesthemovie.com is the website where it lives also if you just youtube frankenskies it's been posted a, a bunch of times 
the movies an hour and 20 minutes. I'm still hosting local screenings. I'm even sending out DVDs if people want DVDs. And there's even a mailing list on the website, frankenskiesthemovie.com. Very important film, especially considering I think the greatest takeaway from that film is if you can, if you can really wrap your head around it all, we can make it rain on forest fires. Everyone needs to know that. We can make it rain on forest fires in at just the snap of a finger. We have this technology. So why isn't it being utilized, especially when cities are being burned and the humanity seems to be being corralled at this weird juncture in, 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 on our timeline where all of a sudden they're saying that we can't go back to fire danger zones and they're saying where we can and cannot live and what have you. And I, I see into the future you know, these mega cities where the 5G and what have you is and the places that don't conform, they just so happen to not be able to live there anymore because of fire threat and what have you. But when we know the truth, which is we can make it rain on forest fires, we've had this technology since the 1920s and we've perfected it all the way up until the 60s. It's there. Why don't we use it? It has to be discussed. Right. Just very quickly, is there a connection between 5G and geoengineering? Are they working in concert? Always. All of this stuff is interconnected, which is unreal. When I first got into activism, one of these people who I thought was my mentor, who I later learned, I think they're CIA, they said, don't mix topics, just stick to one thing. And so I started thinking about it and I was like, no, I want to unite people. We're all divided. Like one person's a GMO this and someone else is fracking and someone else is fluoride. They're all the same umbrella of truth. You cannot be half pregnant. It's all us and sorry, them, you know, and nobody likes the them and the they. And yeah, 5G, these EMF fields, especially in a 5G environment where the EMF fields are way more than we've ever seen. EMF fields break down your blood brain barrier. We have a protective blood brain barrier after we get to the age of 18 months. So anybody who's thinking about vaccines, please don't do it. But if you do vaccinate your child, it has to be after they have a blood brain barrier for crying out loud for the love of God. So after the age of one and a half years, the infant develops a blood brain barrier and we have this protection between our brain and our blood, the rest of our body. So when the chemtrails are sprayed and we, uh, we breathe in th this aluminum and what have you, and hopefully we're mineralized and we're, we've got a lot of minerals in our body so we're not and we're healthy and we're not absorbing fluoride because fluoride actually escorts the aluminum past your blood brain barrier all these other things but if we're ha happy healthy humans we're usually not going to absorb too much of this chemtrails into our brain and what have you because we have a blood brain barrier but in a high emf field where the 5g environment can also elevate activate these nanoparticles suspend them in the air there's a lot of stuff, but especially the breakdown of the blood-brain barrier in the EMF fields. There's a plethora of research, especially on rats, their blood-brain barriers disappear. And then all of this leakage cause is caused, and then all this stuff can get into the brain. So like people like me, I do a sauna all the time. I'm chelating, spirulina, chlorella. I do a lot of stuff, especially staying mineralized. There's shilajit, mineral pitch, all these things that are these organic plant-based minerals that now that I'm up to speed on a lot of these minerals, hopefully, especially magnesium and plant-based aluminum, barium, strontium, all these things that are toxic in the air, but are not plant-based. They're actually toxic, right? I'm not absorbing that stuff. 
But if my blood-brain barrier wasn't there and I didn't have this protective layer, I could get this stuff in my brain a lot easier, whatever. It's just another part of the agenda. But also I think they're spraying and they spray and spray and spray and they try to convince us that, that we should be happy about spraying the skies and whitening them to suspend this nano dust to dim our skies and block out our sun. But it only lasts for so long. But if they had a network of frequency emitting arrays where they could, I mean, they already superheat the atmosphere with ionospheric heaters and right. manipulate the weather with frequency control and Doppler and all this sort of stuff. So you add another, what, 10 million towers on Earth or something, it's going to totally impact their whole little agenda, of course. I mean, it's like to, to the nth degree. I mean, I'm just probably touching on the little edge of it. Right. But yeah, it's totally interconnected un- at an unreal level. They are really are at, at war with us, aren't they? Seemingly so, yeah. All right, you've got you've given us uh, so much to think about. Let me just uh, remind people: if they go to the episode notes, we have linked to all of Matt's websites: Stop Engineering, uh, Tucson dot com, Frankincense, uh, Frankenskies, Frankenskies, the Movie dot com, Actual Activists uh, dot com, and uh, don't forget the GoFundMe campaign uh, for protective clothing. And again, give us the the, uh, the URL for that. Thank you so much. It's GoFundMe.com slash Protection Clothing. And the, the brand eventually will be Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, which is Latin for hope. And please find me on YouTube, Matt Landman, on Facebook, Matt Landman, and then, of course, ActualActivists.com, like you said. Thanks so much for this, Matt. Good talking to you. You too. Thanks for what you do. I really appreciate it. Okay, before I say goodnight to the moon over Messenia, I'll be back in a flash to tell you a little bit about what's in store on the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the Star Chamber. $20 a month is the Whistleblower tier. And a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited, part one of a two-part mini-series on the Copper Scroll Project and the story of an Oklahoma arson investigator who sets off on a decade-long quest to uncover Qumran's secrets, the lost treasures of the Jerusalem Temple, and show the world that the Dead Sea Scrolls were merely the tip of the archaeological iceberg. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. Kalinikta. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.